righteousness, the great protector. As an indication of the assuring end of the new year, Mother Nature makes the princely children of the tree kingdom, the people and the margosa, shed their foliage completely. Then she makes the tender little green leaves to sprout. There is a very old custom according to which marriage is conducted between the people and the margosa and install under them Vinayaka and Nagaraja. After the winter, when the foliage drops down, no leaf can be seen on these trees. Vinayaka and Nagaraja will be without the shade provided by the thick foliage of the trees and sunlight will directly fall on them. It is a season when the sunlight is pleasantly hot and enjoyable. We need umbrella when it rains. In hot sun too, umbrella is needed. When it is snowing heavily all during the night, we cannot sit outside and enjoy watching the stars. In the autumn, when snow is not much, it is said that chillness goes away with Sivaratri saying Siva Siva. During such a season, when sunlight is pleasant, we can sit in the open both during day and night. As if to indicate this, Mother Nature drops down the foliage of people and margosa and the following of the sunlight on Vigneshwara and Nagaraja is like performing Surya Puja to them. Nagaraja can be called Subramanya Swami himself. Telugu people call both Lord Subramanya and the snake a Subarayadu. Performing puja to Nagaraja on Shashti is an old custom in Tamil Nadu. The affection that Mother Nature shows to Pillayar and Kumaraswami, the children of the original supreme couple, is symbolic of the affection shown to all of us who are the children of Parvati Parameshwara. The affection is total. Although when it is presently hot now, Vinayaka and Nagaraja are seated under sunlight, when summer sets in, Mother Nature becomes conscious that the hot sun should not trouble them. When the sun hots up, she holds about them the umbrella of tender leaves that she causes to come up. Falling of the leaves and sprouting of new leaves is all part of nature. This is the order of the universe. These phenomena keep occurring unchanged over different yugams. There are laws governing the universe. Because the universe functions according to these laws, it is possible to carry on the worldly life. Otherwise, everything will go haywire. That is to say, with a kind thought that all of nature and all life on earth should live peacefully, the Lord has ordained a way of life, a lot to bind each one so that they can coexist. The Lord has the kind consideration that his children should not be affected by rain, by the heat of the sun. By the same consideration, when they need the mild heat of the sun, he gives it to them. In order to help them in these ways, he so directs nature and has ordained a law, a way of life to the trees. Should we not have the qualification to be recipients of the Lord's kindness? 
Yes, we should have. The law that applies to the tree and the lifeless piece of wood is applicable to us also. It is only when we practice it for the larger good of the world, we will have a claim to the Lord's grace. This rule, which is for humans, is called Dharma. The Lord engages in play by giving him also brain with which he can act in violation of the law. With the aid of the brain, he thinks that all sorts of things are for his good and runs about. In this, he also violates the Dharma ordained for him. But what ultimately does good is only dharmam. Some power has been somehow guiding the people of the world towards this dharma. That is why man in all countries, apart from satisfying his physical needs, has also been doing other strange things. One man keeps a cross and preaches the Bible. Another does namaz. Yet another wears vibhuti. Another wears namam. Although no concrete benefit can be seen for these acts, people world over have been following this for generations. What is the reason for this? For conduct of worldly life, man collected things and made money. Thinking that it was not enough to collect for immediate needs only, he earned money for future needs also. When future was considered, the question arose, how many years future meant? In any case, it was clear that one was to live for a thousand years or more. He built up assets sufficient for his lifetime and to meet the needs of his children. The question then arose, what happens to him after the span of human life is over? Sages who appeared in different parts of the world found that man does not end with the death of his body. They found that the wealth and assets he collected for the benefit of the body was of no use whatever after the death of the body. They found out what needed to be done for the soul to benefit after the death of the body. In different countries, these sages found different ways for the same. This is how the cross, namaz, vibhuti, thiruman, etc. evolved. The righteous way for man is to look at the whole world as that of the Lord and conduct himself accordingly. The deeds he performs with purely selfish motive will only push him into adharma. Therefore, his selfishness should be curtailed. All the religions have evolved only on the basis that the thought of the Lord should be created in him and he is made to become aware that the world belongs to the Lord. There is no religion which says you conduct yourself as you like and amass wealth for yourself alone. Because he is bound to only act with selfish motive, so long as he thinks he is important, all the religions tell him about God in this manner. Dear man, you are nothing before the great power which created the entire universe and reduce his ego. If he holds on to the great power, he who created his brain will himself correct it and will turn him to the path of dharma. 
it is for this reason that most religions assigned an important place to bhakti or devotion